Hi everyone, Sandman here. I have to thank Vinch and MGTOW for his donation for making this video possible. He sent me some bitcoins in a way that I can actually use them, and it's much appreciated, so thank you very much. And if and when I finish my MGTOW book, I'll probably send him the first copy as a big thank you. Anyways, in the city I live in, there are quite a few old Freemasons lodges and temples that are scattered around. For today's video, I went around and took some pictures of them. Three of them are lodges and temples, and one of them is a building I'm going to show you that has sacred Masonic geometry. More specifically, a histogram on it. Many people think of it as a Star of David in the Jewish religion, but it's used in many other cultures. And according to the Encyclopedia of Freemasonry, the interlacing triangles or deltas symbolize the union of the two principles of forces, the active and the passive, the male and the female, pervading the universe. The two triangles, one white and the other black, interlacing, typifying, the mingling of apparent opposites in nature, darkness and light, error and truth, ignorance and wisdom, evil and good, throughout human life. So essentially, Freemasonry recognizes that men and women are opposite, or like the yin and yang. And the first printed constitution of Freemasonry apparently bans women from the practice. But there are many cases where women were admitted into Freemasonry as well, in masculine-only Masonic bodies. One woman, Salone Anderson, was put in American papers in 1892 as the only female Freemason in the world. Apparently, she hid in a lodge room in her uncle's house and learned the Masonic secrets. So, because of that, she was pledged into secrecy. I really don't believe this story and this idea of a woman hiding in a Masonic lodge and then being discovered and brought into Freemasonry. And that particular type of story has often been used to exclude the entry of women into Freemasonry. It's often the institution's choice to include a woman into the practice. There's even a tale about a French madam that dressed up as a man to enlist in the French army. Again, this is a story and not verifiable. But the idea was that she was willing to sacrifice her life by joining the army. So she must have been equal to men, and therefore made a member of the secret society of Freemasons. Personally, I think that male secret societies, even if they have rules that forbid women from joining, will often let women join, because many men are weak when it comes to having women around. And in many cases, with things such as Freemasonry, it's often the wives and the daughters of the men in the lodges that are selected to become members. It's a form of nepotism. If the women that were being selected for male Freemasonry were mostly rational and possibly Nawalts, then I wouldn't be bringing up any of this in this video. Instead, it seems like a family choice to bring women into male-only Freemasonry. There is also co-Freemasonry for both men and women, and there's also exclusive female lodges. But the ironic thing is, women have co-Freemasonry and exclusive women's lodges, and yet that's not enough for them. They still have to go and force their way into male-only Freemasonry groups. And it was only a few months ago that I learned that even Yale University's Skull and Bone Society, which is a group known as the Bonesmen since 1832, started letting women into their group in 1992. So now there are Bones women in the group as well. And it was the senior members of the group that allowed women to enter in the first place. These guys were mostly elderly, and that they basically voted to allow women to enter their secret or secretive organization. These are not men that take such issues lightly. These are men that know female nature quite well. Could there be a secret conspiracy to allow women into such organizations to purposely cause a war of the sexes or something else? Personally, I wouldn't put it past men in that type of organization to create a situation where women started to get elevated in our society with regards to status 
and once the economic and political problems started cropping up, women would ultimately be blamed for the failure of our entire financial system. Wealthy men who comprise the majority of members in the leadership roles of secret societies often are great at deflecting the blame for a crisis they create in that particular society. One example is the housing crisis of 2007 and 2008, which was caused by the bankers, but was blamed on other things. The housing crisis was created the moment women got involved in the workforce in the 1960s, 1970s, and 1980s. And according to Aaron Rousseau, there's a man named Nicholas Rockefeller, who may or may not be related to the famous Rockefeller family, that told him that feminism was created to get women into the workforce so that the government could collect more taxes. If you look at the Rockefeller family tree, apparently there is no Nicholas Rockefeller. And some people say that this whole story was created as a sensational story and misinformation to bring more attention to Alex Jones and Aaron Rousseau and draw people away from the real issues and reasons. If we look at the real consequences of feminism, they don't seem to be increasing taxes. If you have two people working together in a household, then the tax strategy is in place to actually save you taxes. I think the real reason that feminism might have been created by some secret ruling elite, if it was even created by them in the first place, has to do with the idea that real estate prices should rise, and that was basically the main means of taxing and impoverishing the population. If you listen to various videos from Elizabeth Warren on YouTube, you begin to realize that the one expense that's more than doubled or tripled, or risen even more than that, is real estate and education. The prices of cars, computers, televisions, phones, even food has fallen down over the last 40 years, based on the amount of salary that people take home. The name of the game with women working means that men are finding it increasingly difficult to own their own homes without a marriage partner. So if they want to own a home, they have to get married. And marriage leads to male slavery to women. And women are also champions to the political state. So by default, men are also slaves to that state by getting married. That's my theory anyways. And women, for the most part, are spenders and not big savers as much as men. And women are also willing to get into more debt than ever to purchase an education as well as a home. And bankers make a killing off the interest from educations and home loans. Indentured servitude for men through women is what I believe would be a better motive for this Nicholas Rockefeller guy if he really exists. And if he did tell Aaron Russo that all of this had to do with income tax, then he could have easily been spreading misinformation. And I'm including a link to that Aaron Russo video interview in the description below, so you can make up your own mind. So the Skull and Bones Society is now a co-ed fraternity. But many of you probably don't know that there's another male-only fraternity on the Yale campus, and many of us don't even know about it. It's called the Wolf's Head. And I don't think it has any female members. And neither do fraternities at Yale like Scroll and Key and St. Elmo. Many other Ivy League schools also have male-only groups like Sphinx Head, Quill and Dagger, Griffin, and Fire and Skull. There are many secret college fraternities that only admit men, but many of them are ultra-secret. And I believe that Masonry, as well as the Skull and Bone Society, are there in plain sight in the media, so that when people think of secret societies, they're there front and center. Do you really think that many of us even know that there are secret groups out there? If we did know all the secret groups, then they wouldn't be a secret now, would they? So if MGTOWers are ever to create their own groups, we have to remain secretive and possibly figure out ways to educate as many men as possible about the dangers of having long-term relationships and marriages with women and not basically make it public. Who knows? There may already be tons of secret MGTOW groups on the internet as well as in real life. Maybe most of us just haven't seen them because they're by invitation only. 
I also have a feeling that a while back I was invited to join such a group, but I'm having trouble remembering. Today, the giant Masonic temple in downtown Toronto sits abandoned. It used to house the Canadian MTV channel, and CTV before that. Today, there is talk about preserving it as a heritage building, or knocking it down and converting it into condos. This tells me that Freemasonry is on the decline, at least here in Toronto, because it's mostly a city filled with new immigrants. But here in Canada, there's a Grand Lodge of Canada in Ontario, and there are 578 lodges in the province of Ontario. Granted, most of them are in the countryside and not in Toronto itself, the largest city in this particular province. Most of their members are often white males. And apparently there are 50,000 men involved in Masonic fraternities here in Ontario. I've never gotten a clear answer about what Freemasonry is from a Freemason, or found the real deal behind it. I've heard everything from Freemasons' temples being places that open portals into other dimensions, to welcome creatures from those dimensions, to things such as fraternities interested in helping people and men, things like prostate cancer research or even other types of charitable foundations. I've also heard it's just a club for men to hang out and build business connections and help each other. If there are any Freemasons or former Skull and Bones members listening to this, I would love to be enlightened about your knowledge, and so would everyone else. So please share what you can, as long as there aren't any consequences to you. I don't want you to get into any trouble. I've always learned that the best place to hide something is often in plain sight. And that's why most of these old Masonic lodges are right next door to churches and other public civic buildings. Are they trying to cloak themselves in the supposed good deeds and feelings of Christianity? Are they building their buildings in the center of towns so they can hide their behavior in plain sight? I just know that Masonic lodges rarely have any windows, while most churches do. But most churches' windows are usually stained glass or frosted, so you can't see through them either. Perhaps the design of Masonic lodges is done in a way to both be transparent and hidden at the same time. Like I said, the best place to hide something is right in front of someone. So the fact that we're producing MGTOW videos and putting them out on YouTube is an obvious way for men to spread our message while hiding it at the same time. It's an interesting dichotomy. We're out in the open, but also hidden because many people haven't taken the effort to learn about our lingo before they can fully understand what we're talking about. Anyways, that does it for today's video. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big